Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we've got another uh, great coaching student with us uh, doing amazing things. Going to share his story with you guys, Leo Garcia. Leo, thank you so much for jumping on with me today. Hey, thanks, Brandon. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So before we kind of jump into your story, just tell people where, where are you located? Where do you sell real estate? And how long have you been in real estate? Yeah, good question. So I'm in Southeast Washington. I'm in the desert part of Washington State. Everybody here is Washington State and they think Seattle and stuff. So uh, we don't get much rain down here. But anyway, it's a small market. Um, there's only, um, I would say, about 1,500 agents in our market. And the surrounding areas, we serve about 300,000 people. So there's not a whole lot of agents. It's a pretty small market when it comes to um, realtors. But yeah, we... Uh, Right now, we've only got about 400 homes on the market. Um, typically, it's anywhere from 12 to 1,500 homes. So it's a nationwide, you know, uh, crunch on inventory. So yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, two years. Have- I've been in two years. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's all. It's all good. So you've been in uh, two years and it sounds like based on kind of your market and the way that it's structured with with the number of agents, sounds like it's a great opportunity, great market to be in. Is that right? Absolutely. I think um, I, I see opportunity everywhere. Uh, quite honestly, Brandon, and and in our market, you know, being so, I guess I'll call it small, uh, being so small, you know, everybody works with each other. And so uh, there's, there's agents that have been here for 20, 30, 40 years, and uh, some agents that are killing it, you know, within five years. And so I, I you know, I want to be one of those breakout agents. I want to, I don't want to like dominate the market or anything, but I definitely want to become synonymous with real estate. When people think of, of real estate, I want people to think of me. And that's the goal. I mean, that's what you and I are working towards uh, every day. So, um, how long? Give the people just an idea of how long you and I have been working together now. Yeah. So I had been on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I didn't really have any formal sales training. I never came from a sales background. You know, I came from uh, from trades. You know, I was a welder before this, and before that, I was an electrician. So. I uh, worked with my hands and I worked hard, um, lots of hours. So coming into sales, it's uh, it's a huge, huge transition. And so, uh, Brandon, as you know, I'm an analytical, right? So I got to dive in. I got to know what's going on. I got to study the roots of the tree of the fruit I'm picking, right? So that's just my nature. But, I, you know, I really wanted to be a professional. I wanted to be good at what I was doing. And so I found you online. I don't, honestly, I don't know how your video popped up. I just started watching your stuff and really, really enjoyed what you had to say and how you were saying it. And I just thought, all right, I got to implement what, what's going on here. And that was my first year in real estate. And then, um, and then I finally, towards the end of that first year, I said, man, I got some big goals for next year. And I know that if I signed up for this coaching program, I know I'll hit them. And lo and behold, we did. And so I signed up in January of this year, 2021, and I had um, I had finished my first year and I closed 12 deals, which is a very normal goal for people in real estate. Absolutely. One a month. And uh, and I hit it. And so I was really excited. And I go, OK, if I what if I focus? What if I had some formal training? What if I, you know, those possibilities came up and and I love your approach and I love the no pressure, the this whole reverse selling methodology was foreign. And I think it's foreign to a lot of people. And so when people watch this thing, they're going to go, wait a second, what, what's, what, you know, there's more to it. 
know? and we'll unpack it. We'll unpack it. So, yeah. so this, that's, I guess I didn't realize how the time frame stacked up with, um, with us working together. So you did your first year by yourself and then this will be your second full year in real estate 2021. And we would have worked together. We're, we're making this recording in the middle of November, but all of 2021 and your, so your first year you did 12, your 12 deals. And then where do you think you're going to end up this year? Uh, I'm hoping to end up at 28 right now. We're Phenomenal. at 22. Yeah. It's I'm telling you, it's just, and I'm still working with buyers and we'll get, we'll get there. Right. And we'll get into that section, but for sure. um, this, this program, Brandon, and whoever's out there listening in YouTube land, this, the, the, the deal is, is that this helps you with everything, this program, right? It doesn't just help you with, Oh, I, you know, I, I want to do prospecting and stuff, which right. we, I'm doing still every single day. However, it's helped me with buyers. It's helped me with past clients. It's helped me with referral partners. It's helped me across the spectrum in real estate. And so year three, I'm excited. I mean, I'll just say that I'm really excited for you. That's great. All right. So I want to unpack all of that. Um, and just tell us really quick before we kind of get tactical uh, with the folks, which is what they love to hear on these interviews. But um, so 28 deals in volume, what does that represent for you and your market? Uh, in volume so far, we're at 20. Volume is five and a half million. Average sale price is about 320,000 for me. Awesome. Um, again, depends on who you're working with and who you're who you're kind of targeting, right? So um, next year, I'm going to be targeting a much higher price point. I'm going to be targeting some trade up buyers and, and sellers and things like that. So right now, I'm targeting for sell by owners, and and that's just what the whatever the price is, right? So yeah, uh, and I'm also helping a lot of first time home buyers too. So my my average sell price is down here, but. Um, in the market in general, Brandon, our our average sale price right now is about four hundred thirty thousand dollars. Got it, got it. So, and then to put this into perspective for people, um, this is what I I want people to understand as far as the opportunity we have in this industry if we take it seriously, if we are willing to be accountable and, and, and get into a relationship like you and I have. You were in the trades. Your income now. Have you, are you making what you made before? Are you making uh, more than you made before? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, this is the exciting part, right? Uh, yeah. I decided once and for all that, you know, I'm going to double down on me and it sounds very selfish and a lot of people are going to probably take it that way. Right. So, uh, you know, we're human beings, our human nature is to, help others and, and do things for others and things like that. And so I had, um, I had this self, self, I'll call it the selfish bug. And I go, I really believe in what I'm doing and I know I can do it. And if I just had a little bit of support, I know I can do anything. And so I brought my wife on board. Funny story. We, gosh, we just had our second son. He was three months old and I'd already been licensed for about three months, you know, sure. and I went, yeah. you know, you hear these stories. Oh my gosh, I got my license and I started selling real estate. And, you know, some people it works out for them that way. For me, um, I was struggling. I didn't know what I was doing. I was at a kind of a, a small firm, a boutique firm, I'll call it. Um, there, there just wasn't much sales training. There was a lot of contract training, which was good and important. And I'm glad I was there. But um, as, like I said, I, I wanted to break away from that hard work in order to make six figures, I mean, Brandon, I'm working weekends, I'm working overtime, I'm working double time. And so um, I finally had broke, broke, I'll call it break even midway point after I'd sold out six homes. And I go, 
that's it. I'm done. I got to, we got to get out of here. You know, I can't do both be the dad I want to be, be the husband I need to be and and things like that. So it was kind of a, for me, it was very conflicting. So I decided burn the ships. I'm out of here, which I decided when I got my license, mind you, and I I hope my wife doesn't see this, but you know, she's going to be, she was very upset. And I'll remember like it was yesterday, you know, she's nursing our son. It's late at night. I couldn't sleep. And I was just like, I have to quit my job. And she was like, we're not ready for this. And I go, we're ready. You know, it was, it was very hard, but um, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved with that. And it was everything we'd ever known together really as a a family. You know, I was, I'd I'd done the, that uh, construction industry, you know, for eight and a half years. And like I said, we've been married, we've been married for going on seven now. And so, Wow. This, literally everything we've ever known. And so I'm walking away from that in the middle of a pandemic. And I, and I told her like, Hey, I need you. I need you to buckle up here for a little bit, you know? So, yeah. uh, and thank God she, she was on board, you know, she's my rock and, and I love my wife. So I do hope she sees this. So that's yeah. phenomenal. Well, here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the truth is Leo, I think going back to what you were saying, as far as going all in on yourself, I think what you're saying is actually when you're doing that, you're putting yourself in a position to help more people. And here's what I mean by this, right? So we look at the analogy, like anytime you take a flight and the flight attendants come on and they give you the little spiel before the, the, the plane takes off, they say, if for whatever reason, the cabin loses pressure, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first to help yourself so that you can help the people that you love. And that's what you're saying. So no, I don't think it comes off bad at all. What you're saying is, listen, I got to make the best, I got to create the best version of Leo so that I can serve my family at a higher level, so that I can serve my clients at a higher level. Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's 100%, 100% fair and pretty accurate. You know, I, I, got, I know I went off into the weeds there a little bit, but yeah, thank you, Brandon, for reeling it in. But you're 100% right. Um, we have to... Um, it's almost like we have to master ourselves before we can master really anything at all. Exactly um, right. Society, I think, you know, going back off into the weeds here for a second, Brandon, if, if you will. Absolutely. Society has kind of painted this, this negative stigma around um, this kind of not self-mastery, but this um, self, self-awareness and, and self-love and things like that. And um, I'm sure you know who Ed Milet is. I saw oh, yeah. one of his podcasts the other day and he was talking about, hey, man, you have to love yourself in fully in order to love others. And um, and I, I can't agree more with that. You know, I mean, you're not really you don't have to take care of you anymore because you you're good. You're yep. like, all right, son, it's all good. We're here. Bam. It's I'm focused on you now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm focused on you now. Well, so, yeah. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, and, and um, this I love these conversations, call it the weeds or whatever. But if I had a whiteboard behind me, which I usually do in my studio right there, I do. But, and I've probably shown this to you before, but it's if I can paint a visual for people that might be listening to this on the podcast, it's like you have to fill your glass to the point where it's overflowing. And that overflowing is the is you helping other people. And I think what you're saying is society uh, sometimes um, looks at you filling your glass as a selfish act, but it's not until your glass is overflowing that you can actually be of service to others. And so, yeah, it totally makes sense to me. So you get into business uh, two years ago. You've been in the trades. You have never been into sales. 
I always like to start off the interview asking this question, and that is this. When you, because there's so many people that are going to uh, uh, relate to this, what drew you to real estate? And then what was your biggest aha moment when you got into the business uh, uh, in terms of what did you think it was and what did you find out it actually was? And this is always interesting, right? So real estate looks sexy from afar. We think it's one thing getting into it. Tell us your experience getting into the industry and, and what you learned really quickly. Yeah. Good. Excellent questions, Brandon. And number one, I'll just answer it really briefly, was the main reason I wanted to get into real estate was because I'm sitting there holding my son. He was just born, my second son. And I had nearly missed by the, like, I'm telling you, it is a miracle that I made it on the first one. Um, I was in Chicago. My wife goes into labor three weeks early. Like I barely missed, made it. You know, they're like, hey, you're not having the baby. I show up, nurse change shift. Uh, baby's there 30 minutes later. Like, my mom was like, you know, she's very Catholic. She's like, oh, Miko, oh my God, it's a miracle, you know? So that was the first one. Second one, I wasn't around for at all. I was working. Mm. I was hardly around for a pregnancy. I didn't help much. That didn't make me f- feel very good at all. And so I'm holding them and I'm thinking, what can I do to be that dad that I've always wanted, you know, and and my dad and my mom, they both worked. They still work. I don't know if they'll ever retire. That's just the generation, right? And the culture really. And so um, they are, uh, they're in their sixties now, but they're hard workers and that's just who they were. Um, And I didn't really get that whole, Hey, we're out playing catch and we're, we're out on the lake or the river or anything like that. Um, That's who I want to be. And maybe that's just not who they wanted to be. And that's fine. But as a kid growing up, you know, parents seem to be with their, with their children. So I thought if I continue down the path that I'm going, I'm never going to be able to get ahead and be the dad that I want to be. So number one, financially, what do we got to do financially? Okay. I got to work a lot overtime. Okay. I got to, you know, to get ahead, right. Which trading your time for money. That's right. And I thought I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm over that. I got to start finding ways to trade my time for service and then more, your, as your service increases, so will your rewards. Actually, it's funny, I, you know, in my office, I have this apothecary scale and I got rewards on one side and, and service on the other. It's fixed. Love it doesn't, it. You know, move. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I look at it every day. Just what, like my vision board is right here. I look at it every day. So that was a big one, right, Brandon? I want to be the husband and the, and the dad that I've always wanted to be. And real estate has that freedom, you know, you got to put the work in now, but yep. in the future, so long as you're putting the work in, hey, the the pay, the pay is, I call it a, a byproduct of what we do. And that's really exactly is. right. Yeah. It's the highest paid work for people that want to put in the work and the lowest paying work for people that don't work, you know? <laughs> it's, so it's instant feedback. Yeah. So, so that makes a lot of sense, right? So that the industry drew you because it put you and your family in a position to live the lifestyle that you wanted that being in the trades just didn't offer. And then when you got into it, was there something that you learned that you're like, holy crap, I had no idea this was what I was getting into. Because that's the part I find very fascinating because so many people think this is such a sexy business until they start. So what was that like when you decided to get into it? Yeah. So that portion, that was it was very difficult for me to grasp that, hey, I have to do XYZ now in order to reap those benefits later. So, you know, in the program you teach very well and you 
and you paint the picture so simply, Brandon, which is what I love about the program. It's so simple is what we're doing today. We're going to be reaping those benefits later. And um, that was the hardest part for me to grasp was I was chasing buyers, you know, and I still love working with buyers today, actually. And we'll get into that here in a second about the program and how that's helped me with buyers even. Um, But I thought, okay, I'm spinning my wheels here. I might as well, you know, I really literally thought about going back to work. Absolutely. You you have to. Sure. I was like, what am I going to do? Like I made a huge mistake. I wasn't, I just wasn't prepared mentally for it. And I don't think anybody ever will, honestly, but um, I didn't, you know, I didn't leech on, latch onto um, a mentor or anything early on. I, I didn't know what any of that stuff was. You know, I just started reading self-help books or self-motivation books or um, well, I, I like to call them personal development books, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Would you, let me ask you this. So knowing what you know now based on that, because you know, quite frankly, it's very normal. What you just said is normal. Everybody goes through the four levels of learning. And I go through that with you guys in the program all the time. What you're talking about was you came in, uh, you know, unconsciously uh, incompetent, right? You didn't know what you didn't know. You were just excited to start a new career. It wasn't long until you got into phase two, which is when we call deception, right? This is where you're consciously incompetent. It's like, wow, this is way harder than I thought. What did I do? I suck at this. Let me go back. This is when the fear starts to take over. And that's what you're talking about. So what advice, knowing that, what would you tell people that are looking to get in the industry? Um, what advice would you give them so they have a good expectation of how they can push through, how they can succeed right away in the industry that you wish you knew? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say, number one, sign up for the program, right? <laughs> well, thanks there's for a that. Lot of- <laughs> there's the plug. The there's so much value in this program, Brandon, that I think people that are brand new in the industry, they're gonna learn, they're just gonna learn so much. Even even okay, so everybody has a different learning curve. It regardless, like people like me, even that have that learning curve where I gotta maybe fail four or five times in order to really grasp it. There's people in this program, they get it. Yeah, they just get it and they take off. And five years later, they're like, Oh, hey, I just netted a million. So it's yep. not uncommon, you know, but um, but what I would tell the new agent getting into the industry is, yeah, set, yeah, set your standards high, set your expectations high, um, you know, be your biggest critic, but just just be patient. If you trust the process and you know that, okay, I see everybody else being successful doing the things that I'm doing now, it's just not getting traction now, be patient, just make sure that just that you, you, so long as you're doing the work, it, it will happen. It will, you will get there. And I'll, um, I'll say, I'll just add this, Brandon. I, before I got in, like, I think the one video that really made me go, okay, I got to get in this program was the, uh, you had this video, it was like an hour long. And I was like, right. I'm watching yeah. YouTube videos, how to sell houses for an hour. What am I doing? I just need sure. to sell houses. What was your video about? Uh, the listing agents schedule, I think. Mm. And you had taught, and it was an old video. I mean, you're in your office, yep. you got this whiteboard, it fell down a couple of times. I'm yep. like, all right, this guy's real life. I want to, I want to work with this guy. And you talked about the pendulum principle, how, Hey, so long as you're putting yourself in pain first, your rewards and your pleasure will be an equal and opposite. So if you're just putting yourself a little bit of pain, 
that pleasure will be like, it will never exceed whatever That's you right. yourself through pain. Love and it. So that, that principle really made me start thinking, okay, I got to hit it hard. I got to do this. So I signed up for a consultation. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what you experienced, right? You put yourself in a lot of pain and like the pain pendulum works, like any pendulum works, it comes back in equal on the other side of, of, of pleasure. So phenomenal. So let's start to break down your business. So walk us through first, what, what lead pillars you're working yeah. Awesome. So right now I'm focusing, at least on the prospecting side, I'm focusing on for sell by owners and I've been hand dialing the entire time. And so, yep. you know, people that are brand new, they're going to be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? So there's a lot of lead, there's a lot of lead um, generating platforms out there that offer dialers and, and I actually just signed up for one brand. And so, I mean, I yep. had a program, I was really excited to announce that. And I, so I know. I'm getting I saw the ball that. rolling now. It's Good. super exciting. Um, but I would hand dial every single for sale by owner in my market every single day, even if they were on the market 60 days, you know, I, I would uh, just tell them, Hey, you know, Hey, this is Leo. I'm a local realtor. I see you've been on the market for a few months. I'm just wondering if it's still available and if you'd be able to, or if you'd be open to working with an agent, if they brought you a buyer. And a lot of the times they're, they're tired, you know, they're, yeah, sure. Come on by if you want. And I would set an appointment yeah. and, and just follow up through there. And what we are taught in this program is to win with base hits, just, you know, very similar to the money ball kind of theory. That's right. right? You nailed it. Base hits. We got to get, we just got to get face to face. We got to build the trust and rapport with these complete strangers. And we follow up forever, forever, Brandon. We always follow up. So just being consistent in that, it was able to grow my business uh, to zero listings, right? To, I had, um, one listing. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, this works. Right. And just yeah, so excited yeah. the dopamine. Um, and then we go to, okay, three months go by. Okay. I got another listing. And then a couple of weeks went by, Oh my gosh, I got another one. So, you know, on average, right. On average, it would be about one listing a month, just hand dialing. And, um, right now too, I don't know. Uh, I know you're big into calling and I'm big into calling too, sure. but a lot of people don't answer on the first call. Right. And so, just consistently calling them um, or even sending text messaging. So I'm getting a lot of success with text messaging too. So that's yeah, it's so funny you say that. Like most people, yeah, like I'm known for calling, but like I, I'm trying to change that perception because I just believe in proactively generating business. And quite frankly, it could be mean a lot of different things. And yeah, we do more texting than we do calling. We do more we do watch this. This might surprise the shit out of you and everybody else listening. We do more messaging on Facebook than we do texting. We do more uh, messaging on Facebook than we do calling, right? Like realtors don't do any messaging on social. Like that's a whole nother strategy that, that we're going to start talking a lot about inside of our program. It's like look up the for sale by owner and send them a message on Facebook, it pops up on their phone. They look at that more than any other thing right now, period. And there's no other realtors doing it. So that's a whole nother show in and of itself. So you're working for sell by owners. Are you working your sphere of influence database at all right now too? I am working my sphere in my database. And so one of those big, one of those big, like the big pillar right now is my sphere and database because I'm so Perfect. new, you know, we're just kind of generating yeah. those leads and kind of getting referrals and things like that. But um, the, the for sell by owners, the outbound prospecting, <laughs> It works, man. It just works. So yep. calling these people, they are not getting pressured into anything. We're not over qualifying them on the phone and then 
potentially through that overqualifying, letting it slip through the crack because we're so dead focused on getting a listing agreement over the phone and potentially ruining an opportunity to list a home. Uh, yeah. We're just getting face to face and it works really well. And uh, with the text messaging thing, Brandon, uh, I hope people uh, in the program aren't uh, going to be like, wait, what are you talking about? Sure. Uh, a lot of my business comes from text. For I'll sure. Probably 80% of it comes from yeah, text. Makes total because, sense. Because when they don't answer, they don't want to talk to anybody. They're like, oh, it's another stupid realtor, you know, left yep. me a voicemail. I send them a text. It's non-threatening. They're like, hey, I don't even have to yell at this guy. I can just talk to him whenever I want. And if it takes a week to set the appointment over text, it takes a week. And I get in there and they're like, wow. Absolutely. I've never had an agent come through my house and do what you just did because of what we're taught. So yeah. I love it. I love it. So you're working for sale by owners. You've talked a little bit, a little bit about <laughs> your mindset and your how you're approaching um, serving these people instead of trying to sell them anything, which is phenomenal. Um, when you meet with a prospect, can you walk us through like the mindset and then some of the tactical advice you would give people when they're meeting with, with, uh, potential sellers? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll, we'll walk through it real quick. It's like, I've set the appointment with you, Brandon, I come to your home and I'm, and I'm just, I'm just like a no, not, not a nosy neighbor, but I'm just like a neighbor, a friend coming over and getting a home tour. And, um, and I'm setting the expectation up front that, Brandon, if you can't sell your home on your own here in the next couple of weeks, since the market's so high, would you consider other options and, and listing with an agent like me? And so they'll tell you up front because you're up front with them. They'll tell yeah. you straight up. No, man, I got a brother. You know, he's going to charge him 500 bucks, blah, blah, blah. Hey, that's great, man. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm just previewing homes that just hit the market, just like you guys. And um, I'd love to see your home if you'd have time, if I was to stop by quickly. And, you know, we get some resistance there. And I just, hey, maybe I can bring you a buyer. You know, now that I've seen the home, I can maybe have someone in my pipeline that could be compromising on something like this. It could be a win-win. And the market's moving so fast. Maybe I can bring you a buyer through that. And so, and so we're still setting appointments that way, you know, regardless. But I'm coming through the house. I'm doing a CMA anyway, sure. even if they don't want any of the info that we're leaving. I position it in a way where, Brandon, I'm going to, hey, I came up with some numbers and whether you wipe your ass with them or not, Brandon, I'm going to leave them. Would that be cool? And people Absolutely. are like, sure. Okay. You know, right. I, you know, obviously it changes. Well, well, let me time. just, let me just interrupt for one second. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to lose your train of thought. The reason why these things are working that people are maybe missing if they're listening to this interview, one, your confidence on where you're at today versus where, where it was in the past is phenomenal. Just in this little role play. Two, the way in which you deliver your message is so non-threatening. You're such a likable guy. That's important. And then three, going back to what you were saying, what happens when you meet with somebody face-to-face -face allows opportunities that do not present themselves over the phone. That's why when you get face-to-face, -face, so many there, there, there's so many doors that open that you would never, ever be able to know through a phone call. So keep going. Yeah, no, it's nailed it. You nailed it. And so I'm getting in there. You know, I just want my foot in the door because how many times, Brandon, have we heard people go, oh man, if only I can get in front of people. Like I hate making calls. If only I can get in front yes. of people. Look, pain pendulum, right? Put yourself through the pain of getting getting there. You yeah. got to contact them, right? Yep. You just got to get there. Call so them, text them, do them. something. Do, do get something. over it. Yeah. yeah. Send them snail mail. It doesn't matter. Yes. Just get there. And so once you're there, 
then you can win their heart and mind. And so that's my, that's my goal. And so after I provided all this value going, Hey, in the event you can't sell, would you be looking at other options? And we position ourselves to be that other option, that backup plan, Brandon. And they love it. They love, yep. love, love it because they go, hold on a second. You're not wanting to corner me in my own house, mind you, being super disrespectful, go, you know, sign, sign here, sign here. Right. That's I'm like, no, dude, we're in their house. They're the queen or king of this, co- you know, of this place. Let's, we're being respectful. So I completely detached from the outcome of not getting any any written agreement. Right? right. So it's almost like that, that mindset of, hey, people are going to talk shit about you anyway. Who gives a fuck? Yep. Just do you. Just do yep. you. Just keep going. And so detaching from the outcome on the for sale by owner side or any any listing you're just there to help. You're just there to provide value. Yeah. Love I think it. That's what really sets us apart, Brandon, especially in this program. But, um, well, the reality that's just really helped me. Yeah. Makes a ton of sense, Leo. And, and, and that was well, well articulated. The thing I'll add to that is the reason why this works so well is the reality of a for sale by owner listing their house with a realtor within the first couple of weeks, anyways is very low. So to even have a conversation or tr- even try to sell them on listing right now is almost a waste of time. And so we take that into consideration into the strategy. We know they're not going to list. So we might as well not even try to get them to list. Let's let all of our competition ruin it for themselves to help us stand out as the obvious choice because the competition is all being taught to go there to convince to try to get the listing today. It doesn't work. And then they never call the for sale by owner again. And in four, five, six weeks, when the for sale by owner says, I'm over this, can somebody come help me? You're the last man or woman standing. And, and has that been your experience on how you've won these listings? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And Brandon, in, I'll even add, we'll even go a step further, even sure. though when I'm in my follow-up phases. But yes, following up is the name of the game for, for sell by owners in the program that we're in, I guess the, the doctrine that we're taught, right. It's super important yeah. to follow up with these people. And so, uh, like I said, going even a step further, when people are under contract even, and we've built that report, they're like, Oh, Hey, Brandon, you know what? I'm really sorry, man. We actually already sold it. You know, we've really loved you, you know, um, yeah. we'll keep you in mind. But it doesn't end there. I go, hey, that sounds great. Can I circle back with you next week and see how the inspections went? And I'm following up until they sign on the deed. Because Brandon, I've had a couple transactions this year alone because deals have fallen through. They go, hey, it's not going so well. Come list my house. I'll be there tomorrow. Absolutely. And that's such a great point. And even, even if they do close... I mean, these people have to buy a house so you can get buyer opportunities from these sellers. And then future business, you know, everybody wants everything now. They forget, like, well, dude, you're going to be in the business next year, right? So, like, or in the year after that, and the year after that. So, that's phenomenal. So, let's talk about follow up for a second. Mm-hmm. How, so you, you're going to do what you say this year, 28 deals or something? Is that 28 right? 28 deals. That's the goal. Yeah. I'm projected to do 28. Yep. All right. I love it. So, um, how many of those would you say come through follow-up versus the first contact? Ooh, um, I've only, I'll actually, we'll do it the other way, right? So first contact, yep. um, I've only had two li- for sub by owner listings there you go. where one of them, they signed on the spot. And then, yep. uh, another one was they, I, I had left completely thinking, okay, this is super hot. I'm going to call them tomorrow. Yeah. Well, they called me as soon as I left and said, 
come back tomorrow morning and we're signing. So yeah. out of the 28, out of the 12, yeah. Out of the 12, this just FISBO listings out of sure. the 12, uh, two of them have been, you know, Hey, come, come sign me right now. So. And it happens. But, but the reality is I just did the math. 92% of your business comes through like building a relationship, multiple conversations, uh, multiple touch points. So can you just give us a high level 30,000 foot view of how you're staying in touch with people after you have a, a, a first conversation, whether it be a buyer, seller, referral, whatever, how are you making sure that these opportunities don't fall through the cracks? Yeah, that's super, super important. And I used to be horrible at it. And um, I've got tech, I've got notepad and pen, old school, yep. right? Yeah. And so right away, as soon as I get back to the office in the fir- first thing in the morning, I'm writing a thank you card and I'm sending it to them. So Brandon, you just invited me over for a preview and I've come through. Um, I'm thanking you for your time right away. You know, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm walking into your house and I'm asking you, Hey, do you mind if I do, do you, you want me to take my shoes off? Like, Oh, Hey, look at that picture. That's a beautiful painting. Did you paint it? You know, I'm just building rapport. That's through the preview, right? Yeah. Set aside of that. But next morning I'm writing a thank you card, Brandon. Thank you for letting me in your wonderful home. I hope you sell on your own quickly. Good luck selling, you know, $5 gift card to Starbucks scratch off ticket. I know we do the scratch off tickets. Uh, just thank them, number one. Number two, um, leave it open and s- tell them good luck. Love That's it. That's it. That's number one. Number two, sending them a text message in the middle of the week. You know, next week I'm calling, hey, Monday, hey, did you accept an offer? No, I haven't. Okay. Just kind of get some development on where they're at with pain. Maybe they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't experienced some multiple offers. You know, put yourself in that position. Well, hey, let's talk. Let's Let's meet. Let's talk about a plan that's actually going to get your home sold and generate that multiple offer scenario. Would that be fair? And people just they love it. They love it. Yeah, that's so good. So that dude, I love this is so good. And so let me let me just ask you, um, because we could we could really go deep, but you know, what what do you think you've really what's impacted you in your life the most through the work that you and I do together that you may want to share with other people? Yeah. So I would say the first and most the biggest thing, big picture, most important thing would be um, committing to having a listing based business. And so that was my biggest commitment. You know, I was working with buyers my first year, a majority of them, I think I only listed four homes. And this year, um, a majority of my, of my business has been listings, right? Because we right. control yeah. our income, we control our schedule, we control That's our right. business. It's all on us. And so, I, like I said, I wanted to be that dad. I wanted to be that husband. I wanted to be the friend that we're, hey, we're on the week. It's weekend. We're hanging out. Brandon, you know what I do on the weekends now? I'm talking with my sphere. I'm sending video text messages to my to my my clients that we're listing. Hey, yep. you know, I'm going, hey, this is where we're at today. We've had three offers. You know, I've already presented them to you. I know we got a review day, blah, blah, blah. I'm sending them video text. That's what I'm doing on the weekends now. I'm not like driving around right. all damn weekend from Showing 8 a.m. to 8 yeah. p.m. I'm yeah. not doing that anymore. That's yeah. a, I'm over it. So I committed. That's the biggest thing. I committed to a listing-based business. And that was what, what this program is really. It's a core of it, but it's not all of it. Like there's just so much. There's just so much in this program. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's phenomenal, man. And so you said something about how excited you are about next year's goal because 
you have now, and I'm looking at uh, something in my podcast room. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to the audience too. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about the compound effect. And if you yes. look at, do you see that on my wall? Oh, I love of, that. Yeah. So it's constantly reminding me um, of the power of what you're experiencing right now. You went 12, 28. When you and your wife talk about 2022, what is, what's your goal? Yeah. So uh, it's been, you know, so far it hasn't been, uh, you know, the 10 years and like, oh my gosh, you know, you've doubled every year. Right. Well, being so fruitful and being so new in real estate, I'm very, very, I got a lot of energy, right? I got a lot of that. For sure. So I want to, yeah. I want to help more and more people. So first year was 12, second year, um, we've doubled that. Absolutely. Right? So Phenomenal. at the end of this month, I will have more than doubled my business from the first year. Crazy. So year three, hey, let's double down again. You know, I like blackjack, you know, let's like go, baby. Hit the casino here and there a little bit. But yeah, I'm like, hey, let's go for 50. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. And I'm excited, Brandon. I'm stoked about hitting 50 deals next year. Not because it's, hey, we're going to make a ton of money next year. Right. No, it's we're going to be able to help more and more people next year. I'm going to have the skills to pay the bills. Yeah. I'm risking it for the biscuit, baby. And we're going to go after it. We're going to hit it hard. And we're just going to find as many people as we can to help. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it. That's the goal. That's such a great goal. And would you, I'll leave, let's leave on this high note. I think what you're saying, and I'd articulate it differently. I think the 50 deals, the excitement is about, who you must become in order to produce that type of income, which is a very, very exciting because you're really creating your new character, a new version of yourself to serve those children, to serve your wife, to serve your clients. That's what I get so excited about because the person that does 12 deals and the person that does 50 deals is a different human being. Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. And um, uh, I think uh, I'll kind of throw this quote in there by Jim Rohn, one of my favorite personal developers. Yeah. He says, uh, you know, someone gives you a million dollars, best to become a millionaire, you know? That's it. That's it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, we gotta become we gotta become the that person. That's and right. So I mean I, I love it. It's just a simple philosophy. It's like, hey, who you know, you you have to really become that person in order to have those type of things. Be and to have. It's just that's just what it is, man. You couldn't have said it more simply. It's in order to have those things, you have to become the person that would have those things. Beautiful. Otherwise, it's just, it's all for nothing, you know, but we yeah. have to understand. That. Yeah. So listen, uh, I want to thank you for doing this. And so many other people are going to thank you. Where can people find you, connect with you online? Is it Facebook, Instagram? Oh, man. Place? That's my kryptonite social. Uh, yeah. I'm on Instagram, cool. you know, just kind of taking selfies with my kids and sure there's there's power to social brandon i know that you have gary Vee's sister on here yeah um and which i loved that interview um so she's got me excited about hey For we sure. gotta stay top of mind we gotta that's uh, right sneak, sneak our business in there too but um uh you know don't don't overwhelm one or the other and so there's a kind of a good balance so um yeah i am on instagram i don't even know my handle i think it's like lenny underscore g 
50 or something, 20. I don't know, man. But if people put your name in, they can find you. And if agents, you know, you've inspired a new agent, you know, you guys go connect with Leo on, on Instagram. And I want to do this interview again, 12 months from now and tell the story and and see where we're at with that, that road to 50. And dude, thank you so much for pouring back into this industry. That's been so good to you and I, and uh, let's keep rocking and rolling, brother. Thank you so much. 100% Brandon. Thank you for your time. Uh, God bless you, man. I'm telling you right now, I know you don't have a lot of time, but I'll leave you with this. The day I decided to schedule the consultation, um, there was nothing available. That was in January. That day was January 13th. There was nothing available until February, like close to it was almost a month later. And so I was kind of discouraged. I was like, man, I really need, I really need something right now. So I went to the bathroom. I came back and lo and behold, my screen timed out. So I hit refresh and I was going to schedule something for February. And I was like, man, there's nothing in February now. I scroll back up to January, January the 13th. It was that day. Wow. Something had opened up. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You never told me that. Yeah. So I click on that. I click on that date and it was two hours later and it was with Colton. And I was like, this, I don't believe in coincidence, Brand. I'll just leave it. I'll just, I'll just put it there. I just don't believe in coincidence. So I'm glad I'm here. You just gave me goosebumps, bro. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yes. An awesome weekend. And uh, oh my gosh, that's huge. Yes. So thank you. That's a great way to end the, the, the podcast today. Leo, keep doing amazing things and uh, we'll see you soon, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I love you. Thanks for the, thanks for everything, Brandon. I can't wait for next year, man. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.